0: Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christmas at Grace. I guess you could say this is the 2021 edition, and uh, we are just so thrilled to see every one of you, all of our guests. You are welcome here today. We're glad that you've joined us. We know the service is going to be a blessing to you. Also want to welcome those that have joined us on live stream and Facebook live. We are so glad that you've chosen to be a part of our service today. As you can see, we're, we're beginning to, to set up here, and we're going to transition shortly into our, into our service and our, our presentation today. But before we do all of that, there's a couple of things that I'd like to do. I'd like to have you stand this morning. I'd like everybody to stand. And first of all, I just want to welcome the presence of God into this place together. And I want to do that by clapping our hands and lifting our voices. And for just a moment, thanking Jesus for his goodness. Lord, we praise you for your grace. We praise you for the story of Christmas. We're thankful for who you are and what you've done. And we give you praise. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And then, now that we've entered into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, uh, I would like to go to the Lord in prayer together corporately like to pray for the service today. Pray for all those that are involved, that God's anointing would be upon us. And I pray that lives would be touched and hearts would be changed in this service today. And then we also have a very special, special request. I want all of our our folks here today to help us pray. Several months ago, our church was blessed by the ministry of a beautiful missionary family, Brother and Sister Che from Hungary and uh, they are on what we call deputation. They're traveling the United States raising money to go back to their field of labor and, and raise up churches in the country of Hungary. They were hit by a drunk driver on the highways in their travels and thank God everybody's okay in terms of of, 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 health, of survival and all, but their health has taken a hit and there's a long road of recovery ahead for some of them and they have asked churches all over North America to pray for them today for their health, for their quick return to the field, and that God would just keep his hand upon them. So as we pray today, would you help me pray for the chef family that God would be merciful and gracious to them. Let's pray together uh Grace Church this morning. Jesus, again, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate together the story of Christmas. And Lord, we are thrilled to be standing in your presence, and it is not a moment that we take lightly. Lord, be with us today. I pray you'd anoint everyone that has a part in this presentation. Most importantly, let every heart be changed. Let every life be impacted again by the Christmas story in 2021. And I pray for the Chef family, God, these wonderful people who have dedicated their lives to sharing the gospel of the world over. Be with them. Heal their body. Give them a great and miraculous recovery. Anoint their ministry. Everybody say in Jesus' name. And would you clap your hands one more time to Jesus for answering prayer? Amen. You may be seated. I'm gonna I'm gonna have these. The, the challenge here is to have these kids stand still for about three more minutes. We're gonna try. Uh, the the uh, their teachers are doing a fantastic job. But I do want to remind you of a couple of things. First of all, today is our Christmas for Christ offering. If you've come prepared to give, we ask that you give on your way out in the lobby. You can also give online christmas for christ helps plant churches all over north america and we invite you to give to that tremendous cause this tuesday at 10 o'clock we'll have uh, prayer right here in the sanctuary at 10 o'clock a.m as i said and we want you to be a part of that if your schedule allows and then grace church family please make a special note starting next sunday december 26 we'll dismiss that service due to the holiday and then all of the activities and services the following week uh, from December 26th, the following week, we'll be dismissed for the holidays. And we'll meet back here on Sunday, January the 2nd for a very special communion service that Sunday in the 11 o'clock service. So make a note of that. And then on uh, January 3rd until January 23rd, we'll begin our 21 days of sacrifice. So Grace Church, make a note of that. Also, first evening prayer on July, on I'm sorry, not July, on January the 4th. So we want all of our families to pray uh, together on first evening prayer here in the sanctuary, uh, January the 4th. They say that music is the universal language. In fact, Harvard did a study in 2019 proving this. It, I, I didn't understand how they structured the study, so I can't explain it to you, but they quantified that music is the universal language. I would add to that that music is the universal language of praise and worship. And isn't there just something about reflecting upon the birth of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel God with us, that just inspires in us a song and music. And so today, that's what we're going to do. From the very youngest, as you see here this morning, all the way up to our adult praise team, you're going to hear from a wide cross-section of Grace Church celebrating the Christmas story in music and in song. We want to invite you in to worship with us, to sing with us, to celebrate Jesus Christ with us. If you're going to do that today with us, would you clap your hands and make these young students welcome as they sing about Jesus.
1: te To us, a child is born. He shall.
2: Church. Wonderful performance today by everybody. Can we give a round of applause for everybody that put all that together? So, over the years, there's something that I think that I've noticed. No one gets more excited for Christmas morning than little kids. You might think that you do, but I don't see you waking up three hours ahead of schedule to check and see what Santa brought for you. And for a lot of people, that moment is what makes Christmas what it is. That moment under the tree with their little kid, the wonder in a child's eyes as they tear open the biggest box that's been sitting there for months on end. The smiles that erupt across their face when they get something they weren't expecting. Just the energy that fills the air makes it a really beautiful moment. But as we know, as great as Christmas morning is, that's not really what Christmas is about. Since I was a little kid, I've been told over and over and over again that we need to remember the reason for the season. That Christmas isn't about the presents, but it's about the gift of Jesus being born. And every year... I would hear some variation of those words over and over and over again, so much so that it almost turned into a cliché, something that you would say, okay, yep, sure, Jesus is the reason, and then move on and not really think about it anymore after that. It just gets lost somewhere in the rush from opening presents here to celebrating with this half the family and then having dinner with that half and baking gingerbread houses candy canes, and drinking hot chocolate, and the never-ending wish that while we probably won't get snow, at least give us weather that's below 60 degrees, and then would you look at that, it's New Year's. So before January 1st sneaks up on all of us, I want to take a moment just to remind everybody not what the holidays are about, but what the birth of Jesus really meant. To just appreciate for a little while how important that night was and still is to appreciate the promises and the gifts that he gave to us in that moment. In John 14 and 27, he promises us peace and reason not to be troubled or afraid. In Galatians 4 and 5, he gives us redemption and adoption to sonship under God. In Luke 1 and 46, he gives us reason to rejoice. In 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, he gives us liberty. In Ephesians three twelve, he gives us boldness and confidence. In Romans 6 and 23, he promises us eternal life. To boil it, to boil it all down to a word, he gives us joy, a smile, a reason to smile, no matter what else is happening in the world. Let's t- sing about that for a little while.
3: jesus is in the house today and hey everybody it's christmas time isn't it an exciting time hallelujah thank the lord thank the lord thank the lord we're so excited for all of you that are here today certainly for all of our guests and thank you so much so very much for coming those of you that are uh, watching on facebook live live stream we thank you for that as well and uh, we hope and pray that all of you have a very blessed, a very prosperous, a very enjoyable Christmas season. Wasn't all of this today, from start to finish, wasn't it just absolutely amazing? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. So, so very well done. And it just would not be appropriate here today to not just express our deepest and sincere gratitude for all the people that worked so hard uh, to make all of this happen and then for all the participants from the youngest to the oldest we're so thankful for all of you so very thankful for all of you and uh, uh, the singing, uh, the bells uh, I told Brother Dave several times I said this is just passing by too quick I wish I could just hit a slow motion button and just slow it all down so we can enjoy it a little bit longer and we say every year maybe we should do that more than once that is the audience saying we should do that more than once I don't know about the people up here saying that yet but, uh, but we'll work toward that end perhaps in another Christmas season or two to me it's just too much work to only do it one time And uh, but th- this was actually a- absolutely uh, tremendous we noticed A lot of uh, wonderful, wonderful talent that's coming onto the scene. And some of our younger folks, I'm so excited about that. And then we noticed some up here today that thought they had a lot of good talent and uh, we'll still work on them. And uh, you never know. And uh, uh, that that was one of the little ones. His mic was jacked up and we heard him real well i think his family sitting over here on this side to my right to your left i think that's who that was but that was wonderful that was wonderful from everybody and then our our jv team singing this morning uh man mary did you know uh we, we we need to hear that again we need to hear that again thank you for that Amen. Thank the Lord. You've all done a wonderful job. Our praise team is always, always. It was wonderful, wonderful here this morning. Thank the Lord. I have a a thought that I would like to share with you that's relevant to the season. And on that note, you may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. Thank you for your worship and your participation here today. Uh, This congregation here today did not come to be entertained but you came to contribute in your worship and adoration of Jesus. We are living in the waning moments of another year, uh, as Ethan Cooper commented, and I must applaud him as well. Ethan did an amazing job and I'm very, very thankful for that. Amen. We may be hearing some more from he, he, he don't know that quite yet, but he'll be introduced to that thought here in the, uh, a little bit. <clears throat> but We're living in the waning moments of another year. The holiday season seemingly leaves as quick as it comes. The rush of preparation culminates into a few hours of quality time spent with friends and family. The gifts are about to be opened. The food is about to be eaten and for some the house will be returned to order. The the hectic pace of the holiday season can leave us longing for a break. What some have spent months readying for is almost over before it began. Many times we find ourselves at this juncture with a tinge of melancholy, the tinsel and glitter, the lights and decorations, The olfactory delights of cinnamon and spice will be recent memories and replaced with another mundane sameness of everyday life. The glory of another Christmas past and the new year looming ahead. But does the spirit of the season have to be over? The spirit of the season, of course, is the biblical account of Jesus' birth and coming to mankind, His redemptive plan, and so on. The phenomenon of Christmas is not a new development. Matthew and Luke record the beautiful story of Christmas, the wonderful scenes of shepherds, angels, manger. The wise men are familiar to us all. How Mary must have felt. Oh, how Mary must have felt. As the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. What an amazing glory. The almighty God of the universe met humanity in a way he had never done before. Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them which were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The words of the familiar hymn, Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan, and oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Imagine the awe, The fear and the glory of the shepherds. What they must have experienced as they were joined in the fields with a heavenly host of angels. Luke records, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel of the Lord said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Talk about a change of scenery. Few had seen the glory of the Lord, and yet he chooses to allow the lowly shepherds to share this experience. The story in the Bible of Christmas continues. Wise men came from the east to see the newborn Savior. What the very, what the very nation He came to save could not see. The, the Magi discerned from afar. In great anticipation, they inquired diligently as to where the King of the Jews would be born. Matthew records that when they had heard the King, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. What a glorious birth! What a glorious star! What a glorious time! No wonder they rejoiced, as the words of the familiar carol declares, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. The scenes I've just reiterated are so familiar to us. The lilting phrases of the King James Bible account we've heard until they are so much a part of the tradition as anything we associate with the Christmas season. But what happened when all of that was over? When the angels are silent, the star has long since faded, the manger and the swaddling clothes are all but distant memories. Mary and Joseph begin the tedious task of raising a family and making a living. The shepherds return to their flocks and the quiet existence of solitude that has been their lot for untold generations begins again. The wise men return to their home, although they must return a different way than that by which they came. Things are not the same. Mary will never be the same. Mary will never forget what she has experienced. There will be days when the angelic encounters will seem surreal, a surreal memory that was nothing more than a dream. There will always be the whispers of those who didn't buy her story. And there's a challenge and the awesome responsibility of literally raising the Son of God, hardly what we would consider everyday life. The shepherds on the hillside would never be the same either. I'm sure there were many nights around a fire that the stories of that one eventful night were rehearsed over and over again. Maybe there was a wishful heavenward gazing of succeeding generations to whom the legend had been passed down that perhaps they too would encounter the glory of God at some point. Perhaps all of the players in this wonderful drama, the wise men best understood the magnanimity of all that they had seen. It was they who came seeking the child. They had studiously poured over ancient writings and diligently inquired until they realized that for which they had traveled so far to see yet when they were ready to depart they were warned of God in a dream that they should not return to King Herod they departed into their own country another way the Bible said I will submit to all of us here this morning when the God's glory is encountered when it is encountered lives are never the same and that's why I'll never understand How people allow worldly things to compete with and even take the place of His glory and His majesty. But it is the account of Mary and Joseph that best displays this thought. One can hardly imagine what went through their minds during this very tumultuous time in their life. Angels appearing, shepherds coming to worship. The Magi bringing gifts and a special star in the sky. It's almost more than mere mortals can comprehend. The glory of the advent scarcely has time to become a memory when there's a drastic turn of events. Our text told of the angels warning Joseph and Mary to flee into Egypt. Egypt. Egypt of all places. To the Jewish person... The land of bondage. The land that represented all that was pagan and sinful. Why would they be called upon to go there? God could not protect this tiny infant and his earthly family. Where were the angels now? Where was the glory they had just experienced? I submit to all of us today, as again it's manifested in the lives of Mary and Joseph, welcome to life. But life like they've experienced it, doesn't have to be over. Even if you are told to take the baby to Egypt. This day is much like that first Christmas many years ago. Our lives are much like those whose stories we have just re- relived. The, the glory of a Christmas past just a few hours Will already be fading into memory in just a few days. And like so many of life's greatest moments, there's a sense of letdown when it's all said and done. Perhaps it comes from reaching the peak we have been striving to attain. The letdown may come from not reaching the goal we desired. And sometimes it comes because there's a loss of direction in our lives and a questioning of where do i go from here and it is the egypt experience that mary and joseph was told to obey it's it's what we experience it, it's what we experience after the glory of god has been made manifest in our life after the glory There is always a time of regrouping and reflection. Maybe that's why the new year comes shortly after Christmas. It's a time of new beginnings for a lot of people. It's a time for fresh starts. It's a a time to reflect on where one has been and and where one is going. It's a time to regroup, to reevaluate one's priorities and goals. I'll submit to you this morning that after the glory... Of that phenomenal flood that Noah and his family experienced. As soon as that was over, we find Noah offering sacrifice in a new world, and that savor of sacrifice and praise went up to the Lord. After the glory of Mount Carmel, we find God speaking to a burned out Elijah in a still small voice. After the glory, Jonah finds himself perched under the shelter of a gourd waiting for the destruction of Nineveh. After the glory of Pentecost, we see Peter and John on their way to what they thought was just another prayer meeting. After the glory of great wonders and miracles among the people, Stephen in the book of Acts is stoned. After the glory of the Damascus Road experience, we find Paul in Arabia being tutored by the Holy Ghost. As you reflect this morning on this holiday season and as what you, you watch it begin to pass and you begin to anticipate the events of the following year, let me direct your attention to far away to your matters. Many may have experienced great heights in God. You've been on the mountain with Jesus. You've seen things in the Spirit. And in the word that have greatly impacted your life, you've in times past received definite direction from God for your life. In times past, God has perhaps used you in mighty and wonderful ways. But the glory of those times and of your dreams has for some here today become just another distant memory. You feel somehow much like mary and joseph and the very young child jesus you've been sent to an egypt for some reason been sent to a place where there's no explanation for i don't understand i just obeyed the will of god i did the will of god i yielded my body to the will of god i obeyed god's every instruction and now all of a sudden we're sent to this foreign place and i don't know where i am i don't know why i'm here I don't know why things like this have happened in my life. You feel you're in a land of bondage. You do not see anymore the plans God gave you to ever coming to fruition. You're living after the glory of the angels. You're living after the story of the manger and the swaddling clothes. It's life. After the wise men have come and gone. What is next? You don't know. But this is what I've come to tell you today. We do not always live on the mountaintop. There are times we go through the valleys. There are valleys of depression. There's valleys of indecision. There's valleys of loss of focus. There's even valleys of deep. Questioning, questioning God, questioning the word of God, questioning the will of God, questioning the purpose of God, questioning even why is God letting all these things happen in my life, in my family? I'm talking to some people here today. What I want to submit to you where God gave the command for Mary and Joseph to take the young child Jesus to Egypt. It was just a few months that another voice from God was heard in their ear that said, okay, now it's time to get up and return back to Nazareth where the purpose of that child can begin to uh, to be brought to pass so he can begin heading in the direction of my will and purpose for his life. I want to submit to some people here today. You can be wherever, whatever label you want to use for your life right now. You can be wherever you want to feel you can be. You can describe all the events. You can describe all the circumstances. For some, you may feel like you've been out of the will of God in some far distant Egypt land for many, many years. Others, it may feel like a few days or weeks But I'm here to speak to you today in the Holy Ghost that God's voice is about to ring true in your ear again and you're going to hear some more instruction. You're going to hear some more advice. You're going to hear God say to you again, it's time to get up and make a trip back to where my will is for your life, my purpose is for your life. I want you back into my kingdom. So I submit to you today past glories are not all you will ever see I know virtually everybody's here has heard sermons like that said I've heard this pastor that God has plans for my life and all that when will that happen ask Mary and Joseph that question when they were in Egypt when are y'all going back to Israel I don't know God told us to come here and he said don't don't leave till I tell you it's interesting to me that God sent them to Egypt It is a place of sin. I will stop short, and I will stop with the Mary and Joseph example here today. It's not often God sends people to Egypt. Most people go to Egypt because they want to go to Egypt. They want to go to a place of sin. They want to go to a place where their flesh can be fulfilled and their thoughts and lifestyle and all of that. for somebody who has formerly been in the will and purpose of God at some point in your life God never gives up he never quits and you can be in the darkest farthest place of your egypt of your sin of your thoughts away from God but sooner or later you're going to lay your head down on your pillow one night and you're going to hear that voice and you hear it says it's time for you to get up and take your family back to my kingdom to my purpose Into my will. It's the spirit of the season. Was Christmas over when the manger story faded into history and the the kings from the east, the wise men from the east, and the shepherds and all that? Did God's purpose end just because they quit experiencing this angelic host in the sky and a star shining in the east? Ask the people who were in the upper room on the day of Pentecost if the spirit of the season ended. Ask people here today, who many of you, many, many of you, if you'll excuse my expression, has been to hell and back more than one time. It seems sometimes the spirit of the season ends, but it doesn't because God said, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So I submit to you today in conclusion that past glories are not all of God's glories that you'll ever see because I know that and and many have said that perhaps the wise men came to see Mary and Joseph in Egypt and I the most part of me agree with that story because Jesus was about two years old when the wise men showed up but neither here nor there they may not have heard Gabriel and all of these glowing reports about Mary having a baby but I'll tell you what they did here one day in their life Hey, Mary and Joseph, the threat that was on the baby's life in Egypt is gone now. You can go back. Herod is dead. You can go back. Y'all not hearing me today. It may not have been the Gabriel angel. And a bunch of angels in the sky and heaven's host singing. But none the more the less the voice of God was heard, and he spoke to them and said, Get up from where you are now and head back to where the will of God is, to where the purpose of God is, so you can see God do mighty things in your life. Everybody stand here this morning and clap your hands to the Lord. God, no matter where you are today, whether God sent you there or you went there by yourself, no matter where you are today, God still has plans for your life. Our praise team sings sometimes, we go from glory to glory. The Bible never intended for us to live continually under the auspices of that heavenly host in the sky, singing glad tidings of great joy to all men. Sometimes they get quiet and they go back up into the darkness somewhere. But that doesn't mean the will and plan of God for our lives has changed. No, it doesn't. We go from glory to glory. God desires us, desires to lead us from glory to glory. So I want to encourage somebody to persevere through the Egypt experience. Jesus did not stay in Egypt. He returned to live in Nazareth. And even Nazareth was not the most desirable place to live, but it was a will of God for him. And there he grew and increased in wisdom and stature, the Bible said. But more importantly, he had favor with God and men. You see, the nowhere land that Mary and Joseph ended up in between mountain peaks is the preparation ground for your next great encounter with God's glory. Moses met God at the burning bush on the back side of the desert. It was many years and many trials later that he again met God on the mountain to receive the law. Then it was many years after that of wandering in the wilderness, he met God again to view the promised land. Were the years in between wasted time in Moses' life? Absolutely not. The valleys were where ministry took place. You do not minister from the mountain. It's there you receive direction. But after the glory that you, it's after that glory that you begin to impact the lives of others. So before they sing this morning, I'll share this with you. When the song of the angels is still and the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins, and that is to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. I thank Howard Thurman for such great words. Christmas season, it was launched by all that angel stuff we talked about say that in no disrespect but the spirit of it continued long after the angels was gone and I want somebody here today to know I don't know what the last year or two has been like for you perhaps have been through some very difficult very challenging things it may have been a long time since you've seen an angel and heard God's voice but that doesn't mean God has abandoned you it doesn't mean God has left? still here and the spirit of Christmas the spirit of the season is still alive and well and everybody say amen as they sing today in conclusion can we lift our voice, our face to heaven and take hope in the fact that God is still with us, Emmanuel God with us God will sing would you sing it to build and bring. as you lift your